Welcome, Hunters, to the Hunter's Hub episode 50. That's a big one for us, uh, or at least I thought it was. <laughs> um, this is your host, Fortuan, and joined by co-host Haru. Hi. The news of late has been rather eventful, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes. Lots of events to go through. <laughs> Lots of them. Um, so we're going to start off uh, talking about you know what's latest came out in uh, both Monster World. We have some Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate stuff, uh, especially event quests to talk about. And then because it's our 50th episode, we asked some people on Twitter to give us some questions. And we'll sort of cap off the episode with answering those questions. Um, didn't get a whole lot of responses, not as much as I wanted, but... Hey, you know, it's still fun to answer questions, so we'll get it started right away with the PC events. Uh, so why don't you take that away, Haru? Right, so like they had alluded to earlier, the Harvest Festival is coming to uh, uh, World on PC. Uh, yep. And it has, it's an interesting kind of difference. Uh, it, it runs from October 4th to the 18th, and it's okay. sort of paralleling the event quests that were available for the spring uh event on consoles okay so you you will get like the right. the halloween decorations and like the costumes for the handler and the pit and the poogie but that's good some of the newer event quests on their own aren't available what they have is uh the scrapping hmm. with the shamos which is for the eye patch item yeah and there's the wiggler quest for the the, the best gear in the game Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, Flash in the pan gives you the sunglasses. Uh, there's a quest called Egg Lovers United, which is against the uh, giant Kuliaku and gives you apparently a severed head. So, you know, that's fun. And there's Best Oh, yeah, Blade. that that that, uh, that head piece is, is hilarious. It's another one of the good joke helmets. Um, I have it on the PS4. Uncanny, one might say. Um, and, and there's Vespoid Infestation, which, uh, it gives you the female, female characters, it gives you the queen beetle armor, and for male characters, it gives you the butterfly armor, which were originally, uh, gender specific. The other way. Right. Yeah. Okay. Is that all of them, or no? Uh, yeah, that seems like, well, there's more quests, but that's like all of the exclusive gear quests. Sure. The ones you should look out for. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Okay, cool. Um, so on the flip side, um, not too long ago, um, there was another batch of DLC in Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which is kind of how they do it. There's like a monthly just batch of, here's what's coming out. Um, or at least it's what they did previously. I haven't paid attention too much if it's still monthly. I think it is. Um, but... This is sort of like a, a rundown of the event quests that came. Um, so the first one is um, Coal Miners Needed. Um, it is a good uh, charm farming quest because basically you just get a bunch of charms. Um, and um, what you do is you... Uh, have a subquest for hunt a Bracadius, and it seems that a lot of people have been saying just sort of do the um, subquest, and it works out better for some reason. But anyways, the subquest is hunt uh, hunt a Bracadius. Uh, the main quest is deliver ten pieces of coal, uh, and the locations in the volcanic hollow. Um, just really good for talismans. 
Um, if you don't know, it's kind of flip-flopped between world and generations, whereas you farm for um, jewels to slot into armor in Monster Hunter World. You can craft those in Generations Ultimate, and you're farmed for the charms that you can craft in Monster Hunter World. So, kind of reversed. Um, the next one is uh, Jump the Desert Crown, which you hunt a, a, a Baroth um, in the dunes, and you get the Pirate J Bow, or Pirate Bow J, I should say. Um, pretty cool looking bow. Uh, I don't know the stats on it, but. Uh, the pirate bow, the pirate gear, pirate J gear has always kind of been a thing <laughs> in the later Monster Hunter titles. Is that, um, is that like J for jump stars? Is it supposed to be like a One Piece collaboration? Yes, it is. Okay, it okay. I wonder what Baroth um, is supposed yeah, to Yeah, a lot of these are collaboration. One Piece, then. I guess, yeah. Um,. The next one, you have to uh, fight a hyper Ketchawacha, um, and you get the Fox Beretta, which is a... I don't know what it is. It looks like a gun. looks like a heavy bow gun. Um, looks like a golden dragon. <laughs> um, and it's in the Slayground, which is just another sort of arena piece. Um... Then the next one is a dual blades, the uh, Denjeki short swords for slaying a Kirin. Um, in the Ruined Pinnacle, another sort of arena. A lot of these are just like arena type quests. Um, not like arena type as in like you pick your gear set and go in there as in like you're basically locked in a single room with a monster um, with whatever gear you want to use. Then we have a Hyper Diamo Hermitar um, that gets you the Genius Sword, which is Sword and Shield. Um, looks pretty cool. Um, kind of stylized stuff. It's like a spiky shield and a kind of weird geometric handle for a short sword. But um, doesn't look too bad of a quest. Uh, it's, I mean, it's still G2, but Diamo Hermitar, you know, not, well, it's Hyper, so that might be tough. Uh, next one is kind of kind of weird. You get the Detective Conan. Uh, this is another what it crossover thing. You get the criminal set, and the criminal set makes you look like the bad guys in the beginning of the show, which is literally just like completely black with white eyes and a white mouth. So, yeah. Sorry, which uh, <laughs> it kind of looks creepy. Which anime is that from? It's just like a uh, armor's. Uh, armor set yeah it looks like a whole armor set um you get a hyper you have to fight a hyper seregios to do it but uh like what what show is that from is it Re detective conan um, oh that's case closed that's like if you don't anime huh yeah it's one of the few animes that i actually like so <laughs> so i i actually know about it huh. then there's a hyper malfestio for um, a spirited uh, meteora, which is uh, a really cool-looking like uh, long sword that kind of looks like it's in space, kind of. The blade looks really cool. Um, oh, sort of like the uh, they always do the uh, gold star USJ gear. Yeah, 
Yeah, it kind of looks like that. It's basically uh, it's the blue and yellow aesthetic with that for sure. Okay. Um, but the blade has this like sort of cosmic blade looking looking thing. I don't know how else to <laughs> describe it. Um. Then there's another one that is Hunt a Hyper Bracadius, which is kind of funny. The subquest is deliver four pieces of dung. So I guess you could just like cheat that subquest and just do it. <laughs> just bring it with you. Um, it's on the deserted island, uh, this normal map, and then it's called Toyisha's Katana. Um, I'm sure this is a crossover with something. I don't know what. Um, I don't know. He's got a red jacket on and black hair. Don't know. <laughs> so, you know, uh, literally any anime. It could be just any anime. Yeah. With a sword yeah, I know. I'm sorry. My anime knowledge is not there. No, no, I'm um, saying it could be applicable to just anything, really. I mean, yeah. Like samurai sword. I mean, you give him white hair and it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's just a katana. From Toyo, he says Toyohisha. I don't know how to say it. Um, the next one, um, the this was this one's kind of rough as far as a quest goes. It's a hyper Zenogre with the sub quest hunt a gold Rathian. Uh, this is in the forlorn arena, and we were talking a little about this before we started recording. It's basically just a renamed arena. <laughs> like um yeah the tower kind of like from, the tower map uh from portable third yeah. it's a different area i think for the tower pinnacle but like it's still yeah it's still not that much of an original thing um you get the extreme garo sword which is a great sword and then also the golden knight armor set which looks really cool uh it was golden obviously it's got this weird bestial helmet for a face and the great sword looks like it should have been a long sword it's actually kind of thin but it's also very big so there has it has that going for it but i mean hunting a hyper Zenogre is bad enough but then a gold rathian in that same arena at the same time holy cow that is just nuts then you get um, short shorts on a hoodie armor set uh, <laughs> hmm. for doing a hyper Legaicris in the uh, sleigh ground, which is another arena. So that's the uh, uh, Assassin's Creed like present day protagonist cosplay set. It's a yeah exclusive yeah. exclusive first on the Assassin's Creed uh, collaboration here on Hunter's Up. Yep. Um. Frozen Free For All is the name of the quest. Hunt a Hyper Malfestio. Subquest to Large Toad Tears. I'm guessing there's other. I guess I think there's a Zamtrios or something in there. Uh, it's in the Frozen Seaway. Um, Armor Sphere Farming. Narcilla Nightmare. Uh, in the Slay Ground. Uh, hunt a Hyper Malfestio. I'm guessing there's Narcilla in there, given the title. <laughs> Good for hunter, uh, hyper hunter five tickets and uh, horn coin farming. With if you're not familiar with horn coins, they're the there's like a G rank currency that you can use to buy things. It's kind of weird. It's just like an extra currency at G rank. Um, geez, there's a lot. <laughs> It'll come out in the wash. Um, hunt all large monsters: Kangalala, Baroth, and Gypsurus. So 
status effect monsters. Um, wow, the subquest mountain topple monsters four times. That's 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 rough. Uh, it's in the arena. Uh, good for accolade G's and uh, more coin farming. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose breath talking about all these. There's so many. <laughs> so the subquest in that one is basically just uh, play aerial style and win. Yes, yes. Or um, I was gonna mention this today at some point today. I have fallen in love with a new cat skill that I not, I don't know if it's new to G or just new to me. Um, but there's there's a cat skill that throws down a trampoline. I might have talked about this before, but I love this this skill. <laughs> It literally just, it's like, hey, it's like a free aerial <laughs> style for like a good minute or two. I love just bouncing off of that thing. <laughs> so that might help too. Uh, you have, a, you have a, a good prowler mate to hunt with. You can all just start trampolining off of it too. Oh, does it work for, does it work for hunters too or just cat players? Yep. Yep. Oh. He literally throws down a trampoline and anyone can jump off of it. Interesting. You just run up to it and just boing right up uh, i have a clip on twitter if anyone's seen it um i i reference the the space jam song in it because I, I i put in all caps welcome to the slam welcome to the jam as i <laughs> jump off a trampoline and knock a uh um kangalala out of the air as it's jumping towards me so, that's great so yeah, um a little bit of a plug there for a good clip <laughs> <laughs> just, just are there of the remaining quests? Um, are there just anything that have has exclusive gear? N okay, yeah. So let's skip over. There's accolade G farming, more ticket farming. Da da da. There is um, a prowler case closed, um, which is kind of funny. Uh, you get like the uh, the prowler armor or the cat armor for a. You get to look like Detective Conan himself. Um, which is a little kid, so <laughs> Man, you're, so, you're small. I'm so out of the loop on this Detective Pikachu anime. Yeah, so they already got a new protagonist. Kinda... <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's uh, that quest is hunt an Arzurus, a Logambi, and a Volvodon, so the three bear-ish monsters. Um, and then you get the Detective Conan Palico armor, and they have the the sort of like promotional art or whatever screenshot for the quest is the um, the bad guy armor we talked about that looks all creepy. It's basically all black with white eyes and mouth, uh, sneaking up behind uh, a cat in the Detective Conan armor. Hmm. It's kind of funny looking. Creeper. Um, uh, and then it doesn't look like anything else is really exclusive gear. Right, so it looks like yeah, they're it's uh, all good. chewing through that uh, the Japanese DLC at a pretty good rate. Getting it out oh, to people. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, like none of this I recognize it and like a lot of the promotional art is just in Japanese here, so. Hmm. I don't know. I do know that people were excited about the, the Pirate J bow at least coming out. Yeah. So... That's good. People, people have a thing for um, pirates. All those, uh, all those weird Ubisoft games they're making. Mm-hmm. Pirates is a thing. It's 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 back in style, right? It's the only <laughs> the only pirates IP that isn't popular. Unfortunately, Pirates of the Caribbean. They <laughs> just can't catch a break. <laughs> 
Oh man, I hate those movies so much. <laughs> I hate them so much. <laughs> I like the first one, and then I, and I just like they, they just they, they go downhill so quick. <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, that's a lot of mouthful with uh, events going on, um, and that kind of thing. Um, so as we're getting into that uh i wanted to ask you haru how have you been on world what have you been doing lately on it um you know i'm basically just logging in every day to do the daily bounties for the uh event tickets because i'm obsessive about uh, yeah, making the I item box numbers go higher uh <laughs> yeah yeah i just tr- i'm going to try and make an effort to to uh finish up the um the, the arch-tempered elder dragon quests before the end of the event because I just have Kieran, just have Kieran, and uh, Kushala to go. You know, the fun ones. Mm. Yeah, easy peasy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, for me, I've been playing a lot more GU. Um. I the last we spoke on the podcast, uh, I was nearing the end of the village. 10 star uh i finished that um there's still other quests that opened up but i kind of hit the end of it i'm just like okay i'm gonna hop online um there's a lot of advanced six star quests that i'm like okay i'm just gonna wait um i'm still rocking the durambros high rank armor um and i only recently switched my sword away from the nersilla high rank one um and I've just been sort of plowing through um, the the online hub stuff and only doing key quests to sort of progress further and then sort of backfilling whenever I play with my brother. So uh, the both of us just finished uh, five star uh, to full completion. So we're just working through six star, which is uh, beginning of high rank, middle of high rank. I don't know. Um, so we're we're still it's second half of high rank I should say, um, but I went ahead of, of him and I'm in G two. I just got into G three. I just did, soloed the the Laoshan event uh, or urgent to get into G three, and I'm still in the high rank Durambros armor. <laughs> so I'm getting hit hard. <laughs> right. I double carded on uh, Laoshan. <laughs> you were gonna say something? No, I'm just thinking like I've seen so so few like clips of Laoshan where it's actually attacking hunters. So oh, they were stupid mistakes. Um, so he, I they changed the fight for him from the old fights, so I didn't know. Um, oh yeah, but his, the area you fight him is in a completely different area and everything. But he basically attacks the turrets that are near him, and he never used to purposely attack something. Uh, he would just sort of walk, and then he would come up and attack a base, and you got to repel it. Okay. Um, there's these turrets on towers, and I was just standing on one, and he destroys it, and it just killed me. Huh. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I don't stand on those when he's at, uh, about to attack him. It's like, and then it's like, um, uh, it's like a, I was yeah. not at full health, but close to it and he hit me with one of his shoulder rams into the base and that killed me and i was like Ugh. damn it's like he uh, hits hard 
if I actually got punished for uh, cheesing with the uh, ballista in the special arena in World. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe they learned a lesson there. <laughs> um, yeah, but I've just been sort of plowing through things, uh, soloing, uh, just trying to progress to get better gear. I don't, I don't, I don't know why I haven't just like gone ahead, but uh, and just like completed everything like I normally do. But uh, I have been trying to play. I did play with Vengeful Torture a couple weeks ago, and he talked about playing again. I was like, well. If I can get up into the, the the area, you know, level of play that some other people are playing at, maybe I can play with them. <laughs> so I've been kind of like right. fast progressing. Um, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, I'm still trying to figure out whether I want to blow through G3 into G4 to just make a G rank Durambrus armor, or sort of like, okay, I'm getting hit hard enough, maybe I should slow down and actually make some armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at. What's um? I mean, man, there must be a lot of. <laughs> it's kind of not like one good armor in that game. There's uh, so many G ranks. Yeah, sets. there's a lot. There's a lot, and I'm in the territory where I should even be considering maybe mix sets too. So I haven't, I haven't, I've just been sort of like paralyzed with choices. So I just didn't make a choice and just kept pushing through. <laughs> yeah, back in um, back in the old school system, I only ever made um, just like monster based sets. Mixed sets were like yeah. really confusing with like the pluses and minuses and trying to get that to line up. Yeah, I've done a few. I've never been huge on mixed sets. I think the most I got into it was for you, and even then, I only made a couple. Yeah, I it didn't. I don't know. It it wasn't. Uh, it's not something I get super into, but it is It is a big aspect of the game, at the end game at least. Um, so yeah, it's, that's where we're at with uh, where we're at lately, I guess. Um, so uh, we'll get into the questions that uh, we, we asked for our good, you know, 50, 50th episode thing. Um, so we only got two, two, two users responding, but between the two of them, we have 10 questions, so... I think that's a fun. Uh, so do you want to start off with the first, just do like an every other thing, read them off? Yeah, so um, uh, this first uh, this first user, Morgan Hay, uh, mm-hmm. they asked um, whether the old school Monster Hunter, like the very early uh, generations, uh, that wasn't mm-hmm. super popular, uh, whether we preferred that right. or... You know, the, in the more modern entries that have sort of popularized some features, but um, you, you know, also brought in some right. elements of toxicity and uh, sort of that culture of like what's better and meta build and um, I guess right. just like right yeah. and wrong ways to play the game is what they're alluding to. And they are at Morgan right. Hay three a lot more on uh, Twitter. Uh, so his his question I think was pretty good because there is definitely a difference between the mentality of your average hunter um, earlier in the series versus now um, for sure um, and you know you can chalk that up to people not being the nicest to each other elitism or whatever you want to call it um, it's definitely there it's definitely an, uh, an issue um, nowadays and 
Um, I won't, you know, it kind of sounds like all, you know, all us veteran hunters are, or what about the, you know, the good old days? I mean, yeah, uh, I'm glad it's more popular for sure. Um, part of that is, uh, with it being more popular, the game series is, you know, more chance to come to the West, you know, more support from developers, you know more attention you know more basically dollars going to monster hunter to keep it going um because you know it's on such it's on such rickety rickety ground before i mean it's like a foundation built on sand and five million japanese sales for every expansion (laughs) you have a point there but there was always uh there was always a fear of it not coming to the west right you're right uh in the earlier days you do have a point but um i think we have to talk about maybe not the series surviving but the series being popular enough to care about other markets because <laughs> yeah. it did do well in japan you're right it was never there was never a chance of it dying on the vine like some other series you know rest in peace resident evil outbreak but um <laughs> um you know like um you, you know what i mean like it it was it was always like okay there's a new monster hunter are we going to get it are we going to get it are we going to get it we just you know we had those growing pains even recently with uh, generations ultimate you know we thought for sure we weren't going to get that uh translated um yeah so yeah it's it's nice to have that sort of you know i don't know peace of mind that we're going to continue to get improvements in the series and you know we isn't you know people outside of japan is the perspective that I'm talking about. Um, I guess from where I'm coming from, I came in with Trials. I was the first game I played on Wii when I was a wee little boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's sort of where a lot of people came in, and it's where it started to, started to get popular in the West, because it was released on a console, a popular console. Um, yes. Mentally kind of late to the party for Wii, but regardless. Um, even... Like, the Wii specifically, I don't think that was as online in, like, 2010, because the Wii just wasn't an uh, online-oriented console. It didn't have just a lot of uh, things you'd miss out on, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the the Wii was super popular with the wrong crowd for Monster Hunter. The super casual crowd, and and I would never call Monster Hunter a casual game. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the series started on PlayStation, but it eventually built up a Nintendo fan base. So those fans that played true. that, I mean, they all bought a Wii, according to numbers. Uh, that, that's where yeah. it started, uh, and pre- uh, precipitating generations ultimate today. Right. Yep. Exclusive to the Switch right now. So, um, I will say that I think the just the popularity of any game sort of the more popular a game is, the more chance you're going to have for not so great users in a community. I will say I think in general uh, the Monster Hunter community hasn't really soured to me. Um, but then again, I have sort of removed myself from a lot of those wider fan base, uh, you know, 
spots like Reddit and that kind of thing. I'm still on Reddit, but I'm nowhere near as involved as I used to be with it. Um, and I'm on Twitter, but like I'm only really on there for the podcast kind of stuff. So I don't have like a lot of random Twitter users telling me how to do my build. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like I've been kind of spared the toxicity so far. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely gonna be. So I don't really know how bad it is out there anymore. It's definitely gonna be magnified if you're like Eric's or Gaijin Hunter. Um, yeah, I know Gaijin Hunter dealt with uh, Prowler hate. So the period I've uh, been kind of conscious of Monster Hunter, uh, the community at least, uh, was sort of from around when Generations Ultimate got announced to in late 2016 to now. Um, and I've been a mod right. on Reddit for some of that time, and I've definitely broken up a lot of uh, angry Reddit fights. Um, yeah, I, when I was a mod, I did that too. <laughs> it feels, it felt like there was a lot more toxicity or like contention, I guess, uh, before World came out. Just went between uh, World getting announced at E3 and Generations Ultimate went not. Uh, and you know the next January. Oh yeah, that was a that was a madhouse. That's when I was still a mod too. It seems to have was, yeah. mellowed out since, or maybe it's just like the uh, series is sort of in, I guess, remission, and we're waiting for the next big sequel or whatever. But, right. But um, next big announcement or so. Yeah, because you know, some pe- a lot of people, uh, the numbers always carry out that. Attach rates on DLC are always lower, even if it's free. Some people are just going to move on. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That's that's why you know a lot of people have that that sort of left out syndrome of the game because like everyone sort of moves on after a while. I mean, I I gosh, how long was it before a lot of people dropped Monster Hunter World because it was like top on Twitch for a long time? It just sort of it's like a one month or two months, something like that. I mean, it's Felt still very much shorter. It's still hanging on around like thirty or something on Twitch. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not horrible, but I mean, it was like there was still a huge drop in comparison to where it was. Obviously, it wasn't going to stay one number one forever, <laughs> but it was there was definitely a, a lot of a lot of people dropping it. I think about a month, from what I remember. Um, I don't know. It's one of my friends stopped playing too. So, so. Fortune, <laughs> what I wanted to get your perspective on was, you've you were a mod on Reddit for almost the longest six time. years. Like you're almost one of the oldest yeah. people, or oldest people. I was oldest, the third uh, mod ever. moderators there. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess what game, what year did you start, and like, what what can you say about back then, like before Try, before like I guess the modern Monster Hunter. Uh, well, I've been a part of, you know, it, I was a big part of the, the community there. Not saying, like, I was big, but I was big into the community. Um, right about the time Try was announced is when I started using Reddit. Oh, okay. So we're talking early 2010. I became a mod um, 2012, I want to say. So 2012, we were before it was it was during try, but it was before three U. I want to say, or sometime around three U. Um, 
Oh yeah, twenty. You were still very um, small. That was like the year before three O, I believe. Yeah, um, I do remember trying to organize like Reddit hunts, um, just with between people on Reddit um, in three ultimate, um, where literally no one showed up for like most of them. It was just me there in the hub. Like, hey, I'm in the online hub, just hunting by myself because no one showed up. <laughs> um, which I don't know, maybe why I ended up just being a solo hunter. <laughs> a lot of three U. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like it, there was never. A, it was always that sort of supportive community back in those days. Um, and then as each title came, you got a little bit more of people being, eh, you know, a little elitist and that kind of thing. Um, there's always been a couple users uh, on the Reddit that, that I have butted heads heads against um, that I have, you know, I'm not going to name names, obviously. But, like, uh, you know, there's like always been a couple users here and there that I don't really like because they sort of have that elitist attitude or that kind of thing but it was like literally just like a couple individuals uh you didn't get like vitriol like you do these days and there is definitely especially on twitter um between other people i've seen a lot of a lot of you know streamers and that kind of stuff basically trying to backseat armor armor build <laughs> for oh people yeah so i don't know like as a mod i felt like i didn't and nothing really picked up in intensity until world was announced it was all just sort of there. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so I remember before uh, World was announced, just when we were still on Generations, there was... Uh, I mean, I think especially since Generations Ultimate was announced, there was a lot of hatred towards Generations. Uh, from, like, yes. For You is Better. Yes. Like, the... Doesn't have cutscenes, doesn't have a story. It's the... Uh, what was the longer list about... Um, oh yeah, it's just about it yeah. being easy. People were like really up in arms about that uh, before World yep. announced. Anyway, before there was a new target. That that was a that was a thing. I kind of ignored that kind of comments though. Um, there was a time, um, and I, again, I don't want to mention names, but um, you know, we we as a mod group actually tried to like had like a circle up just for a moment and like. Uh, because that didn't happen very often before World was announced at all. It was like maybe a, once every four months, one of us would talk to each other about something. Um, we 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 had like a like a little circle up, and because because that actually got to be a problem with uh, some of the elitism with uh, you know generations, um, and we were like okay so like ha, is there something we need to do to handle this so we're we going to start you know like hey please don't do this kind of thing and then i remember <laughs> one of the mods that was there um at the time one of the uh, it was a newer mod was actually one of the people who was actually part of the problem and we just sort of like ignored <laughs> oh no <laughs> Not just ignored what they said, but like, um, I mean, it was just sort of like we, but we didn't know they were part of the problem until we actually like dug into it. Right. Like, oh, okay, maybe that explains why he said that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, 
Right. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but that was about it. Like, it wasn't, like, I don't know. I didn't see that one as a big deal. Because um, to me, it was just the individuals being jerks versus, you know, like, a whole group of people. You know what I mean? But. Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It feels like a really long answer. Just in general, uh, the time I've spent on the Reddit community and, you know, I guess you've caught on social media aspects of different Monster Hunter followings. Uh, I don't... Like, there's definitely people who are, like, uh, elitist or, like, this is the way you have to play and about gear and, and, and that, like... Um, but I feel like they usually get ignored or just, like, yeah. downloaded or, you know, the... the the ways you have online of silencing people. I feel yes. I feel like there's an overwhelming culture that's positive towards like you can you can play the way you want to play with Monster. Um, right. There's not like a, a, a I guess what, what they would call a, a solved meta where where there's one correct weapon or whatever. Right. Yeah. All of them are always always have been viable. Um, we won't say the best, but viable. And I feel like yes. that's a lot to do with just the nature of the game, not being a PvP game, uh, being multiplayer, right. but not having fights between players. It's not competitive. It doesn't drive uh, aggression towards other people. It drives aggression towards the AI code they've written for these monsters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's... Oh, actually, there is one more thing. Um... And I, I still get steamed about this today. Um, I forgot about this, but um, there, for a long time, and sometimes still is, there's a very anti-French movement sometimes um, because of the Jesus Monte. Really? Um, the, the basically the default um, message when in French when someone mounts a monster um, because there was this like stereotype of french players always playing insect glaives and just mount spamming and that was seen as not uh, uh not good in four ultimate uh about that time all right um and you know people people use it as a joke uh, like jesus monte and that kind of stuff but like that phrase was actually used to like demean and keep other like to keep french hunters from playing with people so that actually became like a like a pseudo like monster hunter specific slang and it was um there was a there was a couple threads where i stepped in as a mod and actually you know had to take action because you know we get a couple french players coming in and being like i can't even comment on reddit right now people are like like stalking me over this because i'm a french player and like this, like some legit like nationalism going on for a little while. Um, yeah, I did. Sucks. I forgot to mention that, but like, yeah, that was that was bad. Um, I've definitely seen like so there's the, been a couple things, the memes and stuff, but I I wasn't aware it had gotten to that level. Uh, I guess back oh, yeah. during for use life cycle. Yeah, yeah, and once again, I I I. Uh, I ran into problems with other mods where they were like, eh, just whatever, just tell them to suck it up. I'm like, dude, no, <laughs> it's not our job. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, so maybe let's go to the next question. <laughs> 
or or do you have more to say on it? No, I think we've covered it pretty pretty well. Okay. Um, so this, uh, the rest of these questions come from, uh, Cosme Aflis or, or however, um, uh, you guys know him. He's on Twitter. Um, and you said is, uh, it's at Cos, uh, Cosme Lu, uh, Lucero. Um, I'm trying to say it in a Spanish way cause he's Hispanic and I'm sorry if I butchered that. Um, but most people who know him, he does the amazing artwork on Twitter, uh, and he puts it on Reddit too. Uh, mostly Monster Hunter. He's been doing other games too lately. Um, but he's a really an amazing artist. We've had him on before. I'm sorry, I can't remember the episode number. but um, Yeah, he's one yeah, of those artists really that uh, whenever they uh, put out a, 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 new, a new drawing, it just feels like, uh, feels like uh, Christmas. feels like an album coming out or something. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good stuff. And I mean, it's been more than monthly like once every three to two weeks sometimes he does something else which is amazing amazingly fast i would say yeah really um but anyways he has nine questions for us um so big thank you to him for that um they all seem pretty good questions to me so uh his first one is what do you think the next step for monster hunter world is uh, for me personally, I think um, a new map, or I mean a new area. So filling in that sort of like what we speculate is the rest of the map on the wall. Um, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, we speculate about what's next for Monster Hunter World. A lot of times it's, hey, there's just like we're basically hunting in like one portion of this continent. You know, what's what's outside of this portion? Um, so I would say a new map, and obviously some monsters coming with it. Um, I think that's where the next steps are. Uh, I don't see stuff like new weapons or that kind of thing coming in. I just see more content, generally. Yeah. Um, I, I've had what I would call a occasionally successful track record of predicting Monster Hunter uh, when it showed up in all the Sony press conferences last year. Yep. Uh, but You also won our E3 predictions competition, too. I'm sorry. You won our E3 prediction. Uh, oh right, right, right. Contest. <laughs> so basically, I, saying nothing was going to happen. Because I bet it on. <laughs> kept it, uh, kept it on the deal. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so basically, there's been this leaked list, and I think people at the beginning speculated that it was going to be all the DLC monsters uh, that would come out in 20, 2018. And I was initially skeptical about that, but it's shaping up. There's three months left in the year. Two monsters, Oroshi Kirin and uh, Elantrian left. I think that's just going to be how they yep. close out the year. Um, and of course, the winter's, um, the, the winter's Eve holiday. Um, so that'll be fun. Snow and the like. But next... Good time for that Oroshi Kirin. Yeah, that's true. The next, like, huge, I guess... Uh, shift for the game, I would imagine it would come whenever they host announce the Monster Hunter Festa in Japan for early uh, 2019, and that's okay. That's usually where Makes they sense. announce expansions and things, and yeah. I could see them announcing it there uh, and releasing it maybe the first half of 2019. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, they do what they want. I mean, it doesn't even have to be for World. They could just announce, like, Portable 5th or something else. But they usually announce, like, a new 
gamer expansion about once a year. Okay. Cool. So you want to do number two then? Yeah. Uh, Aphos asks, uh, is everyone excited about the Monster Hunter movie in the making? I, it's a, it's hard to answer that right now for me because I was so down on this movie for so long. I'm not up on it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I still think it's going to be garbage. But we had what Ron Perlman, someone else, and Tony Jaw revealed as being in the movie. I, I mean, like, Ron Perlman, take it or leave it, he does hokey movies all the time. I mean, he's the guy who plays Hellboy. Uh, he's he was in the the Turok reboot game. War, uh, war never changes. Yeah, like I mean, he's he he's been in some crap and he's been in some good things. So like him being on the project is yeah, whatever. Tony Jaw is literally my favorite martial artist actor. Really, <laughs> just like okay, I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> I love the Protector. Have you seen that movie? I, I, I'm not familiar with him, no. Um, uh, the I don't know. Like, I'm not into the Kung Fu movies, but I like his stuff, typically. Uh, he did Ong Bak. Uh, that's another big one of his, big series of his. Um, but yeah, The Protector, I think, is one of his earlier movies. It's, the, it's about, um, he's sort of like a rural, uh, rural kid, and they take care of elephants, and the elephants get stolen to be sold on the black market as food and he goes to save the elephants and it's like a really crazy kung fu movie where he's like fighting through the streets of like the black market areas <laughs> i wonder if they're gonna give him like one of the weapons that can take use of his sort of uh, martial arts physical acumen like a dual blade or an insect glaive or something like that because yeah one of the i things, could see that happening one of the things about the movie that's a bit Iffy is that like it's it's not it's set in the re, it's uh, like monsters and babies the real world, world like Pacific Rim <laughs> yeah. style. Um, oh man! Without That's Pacific what Rim I hate style. The most about this. And there's like a script that leaked about a like sergeant and like people are dying and it's like military officials. So I'm wondering if they're gonna get like monster hunter trappings like weapons and armor. Or if they're just going to use, like, guns and stuff. Because <laughs> that would be... Yeah. Watch, watch bullets be ineffective. They just bounce off. <laughs> that would be, be a great twist, honestly. They would start like, we have to nuke it. And it's like, it ain't the nuke. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, true lore. Monster Hunter have... is explained by radiation. That's just ambient in the, in the universe. Oh gosh, no! <laughs> Don't. And that's why Ron Perlman's in it. Making... He does Fallout. Yeah, yeah. Just you're making it more painful. <laughs> I, I, oh yeah, I'm just twisting that knife for you. Um, but I guess for me, I'm just excited. I mean, it'll be fun to go see a Monster Hunter movie with like whichever friends I can drag to it. Um. It's going to be like a B-movie. It's going to be like Monster Hunter by way of Godzilla 2014. I just hope they don't skimp on the uh, CG yeah. and monster fights. Speaking about like B-movies that 
based on games that no one likes. I love the Doom movie, and I just watched that again this week on Netflix. It is so bad, but I still like watching it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that had another oh, uh, big-name actor had again. Uh, that was uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yep. He was the... Yep. Him and... Uh... Oh, crap. What's his name? Carl Urban was the other guy in it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> off to the next question. Uh, was it worth the wait to get Monster Hunter World and PC? Are the graphics amazing? Any problems with hackers? Um, to date, I have not touched the PC version, um, but I am, you know, generally aware of what's going on with it. Um, but worth the wait, I would say yes, if it meant it was going to work. Um, but worth the wait for the community in general. I think it kind of hurt the popularity a little bit to wait, um, just because Monster. We talked a little bit uh, a little bit about Monster Hunter started dropping off after a while, and PC invigorated it for sure. Um, but I don't think it was. I don't know. It probably would have done better if it had come out when the other versions of you know the the xbox one and the ps4 had come out it's my guess i don't know i'm not not some market strategist so maybe i um, worth the wait uh yes the graphics are amazing what i think i think it uh did pretty well i mean for a pc game it did like two million plus um yeah um that's true the we're not necessarily the people that give you the most detailed answers but from what i understand the pc version it it has the same textures uh they're not gonna it's not like they're graphically overhauled for pc so you're not gonna get anything besides more frames it does look nicer though i have seen some computer. screenshots where yeah um yeah i mean there's still things you can do to it even if they don't update the textures no yeah it's, it's just like it's not like a PC game. It's a console game, and it's not going to look better than the console game. The 3D models, all that stuff, it's it's going to... Yeah, it is a port. And the textures yeah. are just going to be roughly the same with some nice fringe improvements. Uh, what I have heard is that it's a very demanding game, and that there's a certain setting yes. you can turn off that will... To do with shadows, I believe, that will... Yeah, it's something to do with lighting or something like that. I can't remember... Or some effect, I can't, yeah. It's like shadows or fog or something like that, and it will drastically lower the uh, the performance demand uh, if you're the, not on, like, the, the processing super power HD, needed. Uh, 3000 computer. Yeah. Um, and then the last part of that, any problems with hackers? Um, I haven't heard too many, honestly. I've heard a few problems, but not much. Uh, I have heard uh, positive things about mods in the game, but um, like hacking, not really. Uh, have you heard anything about hacking that much? Uh, not specifically, but I guess mods are technically sort of analogous to that. But I, I just saw Jade Bear off. I wouldn't call him a problem. In the uh, Wilds Bear Waste <laughs> the other day. That was kind of funny. Uh huh. They just changed, like, Baroth skin and stuff. So, fun little things like that. Yeah. To, <laughs> yeah. And we were we were looking forward to that with PC release. You know, people modding it to do things. 
to a degree. <laughs> so, um, the fourth question uh, is, should there be an arch-tempered extreme behemoth with status ailment immunity? And then there's a, there's a little sadistic emoji at the end. You know, just to... <laughs> Just murderous glee is what I'm Just getting from this question. In. The short answer is no. <laughs> there shouldn't be. <laughs> There's no reason for that. Yeah, I think I think the arch-tempered, or the extreme behemoth is the arch-tempered behemoth. Yeah. It's it's I'll it's too much. That. Even normal behemoth is like it's like it's like way worse than Lunastra ever was at launch. Uh, That's true. Yeah. So, question five. Would you rather be a millionaire or live in the Monster Hunter universe as your current hunter with your skills, weapons, and armor included? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I would say probably live as a hunter in the universe for me. I mean, we're talking GU. I'm in high rank. I mean, I would obviously you'd be able to get more gear and stuff, but yeah, I mean, like, I'd be okay in my Durambarus high rank with my G rank defender something sword. Yeah, I'd be good. So I'm kind of cheating on this because I am a millionaire in the Monster Hunter universe. <laughs> my character in World is I've bought like five thousand of every item thanks to the event sales. And I've just like, yes. Had I've created so much stuff from the farm that I could like I have a lifetime supply of everything. So, you know, but that aside, if you can imagine like, like first person three D, like like as you live real life, living in the Monster Hunter universe, it's not just like the locales that are changing. It's like the physics, the laws of physics are shifting around you. Uh, if you're like yes whatever in-universe race is a hunter that, that makes up the hunters, uh, you're, right. you're like immune to fall damage. Your bones don't break. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like if you can imagine like going around reality with the monster hunter physics system and like whatever rules and logic apply to that, that would be like crazy. Cause whenever you'd open a can of food, it would be like the most satisfying kachunk or whatever, <laughs> it'd be it'd be glorious, man. Yeah, I, I live live as a, live as a hunter. I, I agree. It just I, who cares about money? <laughs> just uh, don't. Um, I just wouldn't fight so, the hard monsters like Elder Dragon. Someone else can do this. I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. get killed by being burned alive by Toaster. It's great. <laughs> yeah, that's that is a that is a real deal. Um. So, number six, who is the strongest Elder Dragon? Um, I want to say, canonically, isn't that White Fatalis? Um, but, like, I don't know. Anecdotally, I'd probably say most people have problems with Teostra. Maybe now Lunastra, but, eh, I, I don't know. I think if you want to say... Who is the strongest? I almost want to say it's just White Fatalis, right? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, there's there's the lore kind of out of the games explanations for things, and then there's like the monsters as they appear in the games, their fights true. and like their animations and things like that. So yeah, 
I kind of want to say, uh, I guess it would be like Nakarkos because it's, it's like, it's a strange fight. It's in game. Like definition is that it shoots like, uh, beams of its blue goop and it basically, yeah. uh, glues flying wyverns wings to their body. And then while they're in midair, because it has this incredible like jet power, uh, yes, and they just like fall and like they die when they hit the ground and it eats them. So that seems pretty powerful. Um, yeah. and it also has just this straight up death beam laser that is like a lot of the yes. dragon elements. It's so powerful it 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 uh, can tear apart its own body a little bit. Yep. So. That By the way, my... I died to that laser this, this past week. Oh, really? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention, and it, apparently in G-Rank it moves. <laughs> it just moves the laser. It's like the, the introduction of G-Rank or something. I don't I don't know what it was, but it was basically the high-rank Narcarcos, and then, yeah, it, it beamed me, and I died. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is, it is kind of normally easy to dodge that as a hunter, but if you think about if it would would actually target it in like 360 degrees like up and down as well like yeah. if you're a monster you have a huge body if you're an elder dragon especially there's not a lot of way to dodge that unless you're like kushala no. or maybe a matsu yeah yeah the, yeah the, a lot of the less mobile ones that might just be death for sure it's like those anime scenes where you just straight up like uh, melt a hole through someone's chest like a lightsaber stab or something. Yeah. Okay. You want to do number seven? Yeah. Uh, who would win in a fight between Behemoth or Devil Joe? I just say Behemoth. Uh, based on the comet <laughs> or whatever they call it, the, the, the big countdown to death. Devil Joe is nasty, but he's not, he's not that nasty. Devil Joe's sort of more like a T-Rex with some, uh, like, it, this, like, sort of roids, uh, dragon elements <laughs> ability and a little bit of, like, dragon breath. The Behemoth is, is equally as roided as Devil Joe gets, even when he's using his Super Saiyan ability. And, right. and it's got all those weird elemental magics. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if Behemoth wasn't a thing, like, Devil Joe would probably be one of the contenders for, like, one of the most dangerous non-elder dragons, but... Well, I mean, Behemoth is a... Technically, it's an elder, right? Didn't they classify it as an elder? I mean, it's a Final Fantasy monster. It's not... It's whatever it's supposed to be in Final Fantasy. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't... The Behemoth. That's what it is. <laughs> it's the Behemoth. It's all um, dragon in game because you can't yeah, like trap it, and it mechanically functions that way. Yeah, I think that's an easy answer. It's Behemoth for sure. I think. Um, so uh, on to the next question: uh, If you could turn into any monster, which one would you be? Guess what, guys? It's Diablos. <laughs> what can I say? I like Diablos. So you'd uh, you'd be down for all the burrowing and all the the sand. Oh yeah, the cactus eating. Mm. 
So, so you wouldn't agree yeah. with a certain uh, popular character when he says, "I hate sand. It's so gritty. <laughs> it gets everywhere." <laughs> you're, you're not. Someone's been on prequel memes. <laughs> you're not uh, a sort of a Darth Vader type, you would say. <laughs> No, I think it, I, I think it would be cool to be, um, I you know I wouldn't like the idea of being like a predator per se because you know predators they have they're like a do or die you know hunting for food kind of situation. Right. Whereas herbivores they don't have that much of a problem surviving, and then when you're like basically in a monster hunter world you're the apex of the desert and you're an herbivore like you don't have a lot of bad things going for you. That's kind of that's kind of how I'll justify it, other than the fact that it's my favorite monster and I just like it. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I would say Legiacris because it'd be cool to fly and everything, oh, okay. but if you think about the air, there's nothing up there. It's just empty space and gases. If you go underwater, there's yeah. there's other stuff that you can access down there that's not just uh, liquid or empty space. And one presumes a Legiacris <laughs> would be able to have some sort of uh, night vision quality, so it could see deep into the ocean. It's true. As well as sort would of you, waddling would you be up an on abyssal Legiacris? I'm sorry? <laughs> would you be the abyssal Legiacris? Uh, no, I'd be the like uh, amphibian Legiacris, so you can like transition between multiple uh, biomes. Okay. And also, it's just yeah, like... Yeah, Ivory. I think Ivory would be a good one, then, right? Because that was the one that was technically more amphibious. I think. Because that was the one that fought better on land. Oh, no, I just mean, like, the normal Agaicris, because I'm, I'm just referring to, like, okay. it being able to go on land and then go into the water. Sure. It's, you know, okay. got that good mix of uh, acrobatic swimming and, I guess, uh, elemental... Uh, sort of spell power uh, wisdom stat. So, you know. Okay. Cool. You want to end us off here? And... Uh, yeah. So, last question Aphelos asks is, what would you want to see in the next Monster Hunter game? Uh, parentheses, uh, per personally, it would be cool to have a more RPG elements with a skill tree or skill points. Okay. So uh, that's that's his answer. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, um, what? Would... So, so what Aphelos is saying, like that. Um, I guess I have a complicated relationship with RPGs. I'm not sure that would be, I guess, the Monster Hunter iteration for me, because sure, with RPGs, it's always that element of you're deciding what do you want to be the baseline activity that everyone in this world can do without uh without like getting special specialization like there's some there's some skill point unlocks in rpgs that are like earn the ability to swing a sword this way and it's like but i could probably swing a sword that way like just by choosing to do that in my free range of moment if i was living in this world um yeah so yeah i guess i'm just kind of picky about um skills that give you new abilities like I kind of like it with the weapons in Monster Hunters, where they, where they um, have all the attacks combos unlocked from the start. 
Right, yeah. It's more about learning the weapon and, and how you you fight with it more than, you know, like a, some sort of level gatekeeping or whatever it is skills. Okay. Um, so what, what would your, I guess, what would be your answer to that question then? Uh, why don't you go first? I'm uh, still thinking. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess for, for me... Um, I like uh, I like despite me being so afraid of what how they did it in Monster Hunter World the the more open ended uh, interpretation of like every map uh, per se like it was just sort of open map design instead of saying open world um, so you know each map was its own little playground um, one thing that I want to see in the next Monster Hunter game is we have. Um, we have those those uh, turf wars and that kind of stuff in Monster Hunter World, and I enjoy those a lot. But they felt uh, they felt limiting because they were so scripted, right. uh, and only like certain things happened with certain monsters. Like it became kind of weird when Juritatis would always do the same thing to Baroth, and even though Baroth might be close to dead, it wouldn't kill Baroth. Baroth would always throw him off. Uh, that kind of stuff. So what I would want to see in the next Monster Hunter game is like an actual more dynamic interaction system between monsters uh, than what we got. Um, I would like to see basically more monster to monster stuff and less interaction with the hunter and make us really feel like we're, you know, more, you know, make us more feel like we are just pure people in this world and not the player interacting with the objects that is focusing on us. They did they took huge steps with that in Monster Hunter World already, um, but I, I'd like to see more progression down that idea. Yeah, that's... I agree. Um, yep. So if you think about <laughs> Monster Hunter 6, or whatever they're going to call it, um, we're talking about next-gen yeah. 2020 at the earliest. Uh, I mean, it, sorry, 2021 yeah, yeah. at the earliest, because it just came out this year. Uh, yeah, not World G <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah, because they like still have to. The, the main team still has to develop a new game after all the expansion content for World, so they it's going to take a bit. Um, right. But what what we've seen of their vision was, and they made a comment uh, at the um, game developers conference presentation they did about World. They had the whole demo where you're going through this environment. And it's it's like World, but it's a lot more scripted but the, what they're trying to imply with it is a lot more uh, there's a lot more interactions with the environment and the water and the, and the monsters even than there are currently hmm okay and the the concept of it was that you're luring uh, Anjanath to the top of the ancient forest to get it uh, hit it with the waterfall and then knock it down into some floodplains and that lures the Legiacris out and the Legiacris eats the Anjanath and the quest objective was to do that to to lure the Legiacris out to start fighting the Legiacris. Ah, yeah, I, yeah, I I remember that tech demo. It was pretty cool. And they um they made some comment one of the Capcom employees that was translated and saying like uh you know this this wasn't fully achieved in World, but it's kind of we'd like to see where it can go in the future. Like so that might be sort of inspiring Monster Six. Um, so I'd like right. to see sort of 
a return to underwater and like maybe snow biomes. I feel like that could be a good marketing cover for for six, is if it included new biomes that weren't uh, in world. I think they could keep yeah. the terrestrial mechanics largely unchanged because I think they're pretty pretty perfect. Um, yeah, they're pretty solid. Yeah. I'm not sure how they could go with that in the near future, but if they just added some new features, like if they added back in underwater combat, which is a whole thing of its own, and if they... Sort of like they do with Zormagros, if they played around with mobile terrain uh, that can serve as the arena for where you're fighting monsters. Like if you think of the sand flows that move you and for you... And just things like that, really dynamic yeah. fights. Like if you're fighting on, I made a thread about this, if you're fighting on like icebergs that are like drifting in the water, you have to jump between the icebergs and do mounting attacks and jump into the water and fight an amphibious monster. I think there's just a lot okay. of, a lot more uh, technology heavy things they can do with the environment and with the interaction with the monsters. Okay. Yeah, so kind of along the same lines, except, you know, more uh, gameplay-oriented, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Alrighty. Well, uh, I think that's, that's a good episode 50, guys. That's uh, uh, The questions took a, a lot longer answer than I thought they would, especially that the first one. We took, like, ten minutes on that first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a big topic. That is true, yeah. Um... Okay, well, uh, do you have anything more to say, Haru, or are we good? No, I think, I think people have had enough of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Hunters, thank you for joining us for this episode, uh, and, you know, 50 episodes if you've been listening this whole time, or, you know, just joining us. Um, thanks for listening. Um, this is uh, Fortuan. You can catch me at Hunters Hub Pod uh, on Twitter, and you'll see Dash Fortuan when you look at the name. Um, just so you know that I'm running it and, um, I will see you guys on that next quest. And where are, will you be on that quest, Haru? I'm, uh, at Kane's dead gran on Twitter. And I just wanted to say thanks to Morgan Hay and Aphelos, uh, both on Twitter Indeed, yeah. for, uh, helping us have a fun question segment. Yeah, it's good. Again, I, I wish we had more, but Hey, you know, they were still fun questions and it still filled up a whole episode so yeah. <laughs>